You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Uh, oh, so in England, May 31st, golf is back. Nice. Yeah. So I'll be going out there on my own, not touching any of the pins, flipping over all the benches. Good. As usual. Yeah, we're we're um I wanna make this podcast anymore. Uh, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait a second, what? What? You're quitting? <laughs> this is two weeks in a row where you've decided you're gonna quit. <laughs> I can't quit you. You're listening to the Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Hello and welcome to the Swingdom. My name is Ben Ridner. I am still a 10.4 handicap because there's no golf to be played as of yet. I use Cobra clubs with a couple of Clevelands thrown in there. I'm here with my buddy Gunnar Kane. He is an eight handicap, so he says. Uh, he plays Titleist clubs with a bit of Cobra thrown in there just for fun. Hey, Gunnar, how you doing today? I'm great, Ben. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. There's a, lot, I, there's a lot of news this week, a lot more news than I was anticipating. There is a ton of news. And before we get to the news, let me ask you a question. Yes. When are you going to believe that I'm an eight handicap? That's, that is a good question. That should, that should be my would you rather. Would you rather <laughs> be an eight handicap that I don't believe, or would you rather be a 15 handicap that I do believe? I'm not a 15 handicap. <laughs> Whatever. We're not getting it. We're not good getting it today. Good, good early afternoon to you, my friend. <laughs> um, so yeah, so lots of news today. We've got Kepka going on the Dan Patrick show. Mm-hmm. We've got Capital One's The Match 2. Yes. That is, they, they have an announcement date for that. That's the 24th. I want to get into that, but I want to get into that a bit later. Um, Gary Player. Yeah, yeah. Should we just let's just talk about Gary Player for a second? Because because it's it's funny. <laughs> this is a good gunner. I think you have the quote, don't you? Yeah, I do. So Gary Player, uh, um, on Golf dot com gets into this conversation about Jordan Spieth, and if you guys remember a couple weeks ago and bleeding into last week that we were discussing Jordan Spieth's struggles on the golf course recently. It's a real sort of like fall from grace. Yeah, definitely. And which I think is the perfect way to put it. Um, and I mean, he was so dominant and, yeah. and now he's just, he's not heck this morning, um, your, your afternoon, but early this morning on the golf channel, they're replaying his cut, his made cut at 16. He yeah. Was Sixth youngest player to make a cut on the PGA tour. Yeah. And, you know, he was just this rising star. So Gary player gets into this, this discussion about, okay, what is the problem with Jordan Spieth? And we've attributed it to course management and, yeah, and, 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 and overdoing the strength training a bit. Yeah. And chasing the long ball, which, which I have a big problem with. I've said it, I've said it a bunch about several different players. Yeah. Um, But we'll talk about that a bit more because that's, we have, we're going to talk about the tailor made driving relief as well. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm interested. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Cause, cause I didn't realize quite how long these guys are. Oh, they're, they're so long. So yeah. but Gary player, Gary player is kind of on our side, but he has a little bit of a different take yeah. on how to fix Jordan speed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So he goes, uh, this is a quote from the article. Long hitting is the most overrated thing in golf. The thing that wins a golf tournament is the mind. And we haven't even begun to understand the mind. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are so hidden, so debatable. There are amazing things about golf. The swing takes one second and there have been 3 million books written about it. So Gary player talks to golf.com and says, if I had, if I had five minutes with Jordan Spieth, 
he'd be the number one player in the world because he gets his body into such weird positions with the golf club. Yeah. And he's continuing to try to get super long, Yeah, but he's not fixing the actual problem, which is his swing. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because we've talked about the course management issue with Jordan Spieth. Yeah. What's your take on this swing analysis from Gary Player? So there's a there's a few things. So I listened to the this. So this comes from him being on XM Radio, mm-hmm. and he did like a long. So I actually listened to the long interview on XM Radio. Number one, I think he's right. I mean, what he's what the basics are is that because he's going after distance, he's lost his balance, mm-hmm. and because he's lost his balance. He's not, he doesn't have any faith in his shot right now, which I completely believe. That's, that makes a perfect sense. Um, number two, I was, we were discussing this with a couple of the TGN guys. I had a meeting with them a few days ago. And um, when Jordan Spieth was going through that sort of prime two, two and a half years, mm-hmm. um, he was more accurate with the driver than almost everybody else. Right. He was in the top 10 with driving accuracy. He's lost that now. What really put him over the top was that he was making 20% of his, all of his putts from inside 20 feet, whereas most people make between five and 10%. So not only was he gaining strokes with accuracy, he was gaining strokes on the putting green. And that's what made him, you know, at the time people were saying he was, he was at the age and he was doing the same thing that Tiger Woods is doing. Um, Oh Yeah. I think it is in the mind. I think Tiger Woods, you know, and, and Gary Player says this in the uh, the XFM radio commentary as well, is that he never beat himself up off the tee because he knew that he can scramble and save from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if Tiger's hitting three or four greens in regulation at no fairways, but he's still playing a round of minus three, minus four, which is totally possible for him. That's like, right. he still walks off the course being like, I didn't hit a single fairway. I hit four greens, but I scrambled better than everybody else out there. And because I do one thing better than everybody else out there, I still have a chance. Yeah. And do you remember, well, there's two distinct things about Jordan speed that I, that I remember during this. And it wasn't, he was so dominant, like you said, for two, three, four years, he, his, his shot to stardom was for like the first seven years he was on tour. Yeah. And the, um, what I remember most, especially that first win at, um, I don't believe it, it wasn't the green, it was the John Deere classic. Yeah, it was the John Deere classic. Yeah. When he, he holds it on 16, he holds, he holds it out from the sand that's, yeah. that's scrambling. And then, and then those three years you would see Jordan Spieth putt and he would see he'd have like a double breaker or a super sidewinder. And yeah. he, he would just walk up to the ball and you, you were 95% sure that ball was going in no matter what. Yeah. And it well, did. It went in. Yeah. It, he was so good with the. And you're sitting there going, he's going to make this. Yeah, he was so good with the putter. Yeah. And then, and you did it during that, during the early part of the drop off. Mm-hmm. he started just missing putts yeah. and it was hard to watch. Yeah. It was putts that you and I could make and feel comfortable getting behind. And yeah, he, he was, was missing, missing like, he was missing three to five footers. Yeah. they were And insane. it was, it was hard to watch. The third <laughs> thing about this interview is that, Oh, and I hate saying this, but Gary player s- sounded like my grandfather. It was a lot of the, like, we used to play golf uphill both ways and three feet of snow. And we were still winning majors back in my time. And you're just like, Gramps, like we, we get it. You've been around the golf scene for so long and you are, you're part of the big three. Like yeah. we get it. We appreciate you, but to show up and tell somebody in this day and age that you can fix their, you can fix their entire game with an hours long pep talk. Cause he doesn't say anything about like fixing the swing. He doesn't say anything about helping him get back on balance. He basically says, if I can sit across the room from him in a chair to chair situation, I could explain to him that it's, it's all between the ears. And I don't think there's like, there's nothing more dangerous than an analyst telling. Cause that's what Gary, I mean, Gary player was a player, but at this point he's just an analyst. 
Well, it's in his name. So. Oh, fine. Fine. <laughs> you got me there. But what I'm saying is, is that he hasn't, I don't think he, he would, he would be able to handle all the things that are on tour now where you've got coaching trailers and you've got track man and you've got nine different cell phones shooting at 240 frames a second. And everybody's telling you to do something differently. And every coach is saying, well, if that coach doesn't work out, give me a call. You know, I'm only 9,000 an hour instead of 10,000 an hour. Mm -hmm. Like I only want 4% of your winnings instead of 20% of your winnings. Like, you know, I, yeah, I just he just it just it made him sound older than I wanted him to be. I got you. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Um, only because, like you said, he is one of the big three. He's yeah. he's he's a legend in the game. I'm okay with with a legendary figure coming out and saying, you know, I see something wrong. Um, he's been around the game for so long that I think it. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm cool with him coming out and saying. Hey, look, he mentioned Ben Hogan in the interview and he's mm -hmm. like, Ben Hogan hit every fairway and hit every green. And, you know, and he missed 30 major champions because, oh, the thing that made him really sound like he was an old guy was he like, he was like Sam Snead, the most winning, you know, golfer on tour. And he went to war for five years. Imagine what would have happened if he didn't go to war. And then you've got <laughs> Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan had to go to war for five years. And then he got hit by a car. So he missed 30 majors. Imagine if Ben Hogan had played 30 more majors. And I'm just like, well, you, you got to play alongside Ben Hogan when Ben Hogan got the putting gifts. Yeah. Would you ever sit Ben Hogan down and say, I could fix your putting gifts in an hour? No. He might have. <laughs> <laughs> we it's used to possible. play golf uphill, both ways, in both the snow, ways in the rain, snow. sun. <laughs> you think those are alligators? You see the alligators in South Africa trying to eat you while you're playing golf. And that, my friends, is a swingdom first, where Ben and I say the same thing six words straight. <laughs> six words straight yeah you're welcome you're welcome all right so that that scary player um yep. i want to get into this fauci fauci dr fauci i can't i can't just call him. everybody just calls him fauci but he is dr fauci he is this is not political we're not getting into dr politics. anthony fauci yes he's working with the current administration he's doing a good job um He's made some comments on whether or not sports should come back. His major comments are basically is how do you seclude the players mm -hmm. from the rest of the world so that, so that this virus doesn't infiltrate your sport. Yeah. So the nice thing is it's a lot easier to do this with the sport like golf than it would be football where you've got 250, 300 people per team. You know, you'd have to take over Vegas. You'd have to play every game in Vegas. And you wouldn't like, you'd have to, all the fans would have to drive in for the day and then drive home because there wouldn't be any place to stay. Um, right. I'm still, I still find it incredulous that they would need a million tests. Yeah. But it says they would have to test players every day. They'd have to mm -hmm. stay in segregated hotels. And then this is where I think it's, and, and players would have to grab their own clubs. The caddies couldn't hand them clubs anymore. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, yes. later in the show. Yeah, we'll go into Kepka in a second because it fits in. Um, I mean, my my question would be, even if you do it and you're coming back, you're coming back, is it June June 10th? Uh, yes. Yeah, coming back June 10th to Texas. How many players test positive before – how many players do you think are going to test positive for corona as they show up? Ten. Like what? Like you've got 125 players. You think 10 of them are going to be diagnosed with Corona as they walk in the door because it will be the first time they've been able to be tested in three months. Yeah. I, I don't think 10 is unreasonable. No, I don't think so either. But then, but that, that goes back to my next question, which is how many players get it before they shut it down? Well, we talked about this last week. I'd say one, I'd say one player gets it, shut it back down. So then what, what we're saying is, is that what is that, before it even starts, it's getting shut down because you've well, got you've got ten guys walking into the hotel with it. Well, I think what they're going to have to do is test them before they even come. Like they're like, all right, so it's Sunday. Yeah, 
test let's get you tested we'll check it and then we'll and test then you we'll again when you, you get here yeah. yeah all right so one player on the course gets it and they shut it down again next bit of news brooks kepka goes on the dan patrick show for all of seven minutes mm-hmm. and manages to talk about Michelob ultra yeah, Brooks Kepka goes on the Dan Patrick show for seven minutes and looks worse than he already has. Although I will say, I will say he's lost the mustache. So he must've listened to our podcast and yeah, I, really I take be, what I said to heart. <laughs> yeah, I would be psyched to see the vanilla ice lightning bolt in the side of his head. Like Dan Patrick suggests that would probably be the best thing that came out of that interview. Yeah. So the Michelob ultra though, which I think is funny because Dan Patrick, you know, it uh, says, oh, I've heard that you haven't, that you took time off of drinking alcohol. And, and he goes, yeah, I've, you know, I went 30 days. Um, it was a little tempting, but I didn't last 31. And, uh, you know, the 31st day, that really hurt. And Dan Patrick says, what's your drink of choice? And he says, Michelob Ultra. Like, did he get smashed off of Michelob Ultras? No, he's sponsored by Michelob Ultra. It's crazy, but to, he's, he's it sounds like he says he's got a commercial. It sounds ultra, yeah, but it sounds like he says, "Oh yeah, I got blitzed." Um, my favorite, Michelob my favorite ultra. He goes, he goes, "Yeah, I, I drink Michelob Ultra," and, and nobody says anything for about three seconds, and then he goes, "Yeah, you know, it's it's really not that bad. It's actually pretty good beer. It's delicious." Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I mean, but this is coming from a guy who does, he chews dip on the course. Yeah. Like, I don't mind if you chew dip on the course. If my golf ball ever rolled into a patch of dip spit on the course. Furious. I'd be so angry. So mad. It's like those guys who spit uh, sunflower seeds on the greens. That's, I don't spit it on the greens. I spit it everywhere else. No, but I'm saying those guys that do spit it on the greens. Yeah. And then you're you've you've got to figure out how to clean up somebody's chewed yeah sunflower seeds off the greens. Well, so that's not gonna happen up. anymore. Somebody who's who's chewing dip or sunflower seeds on the course in this day and age is going to get yelled at by somebody. That's right. Because if Keep you're infected, in you're just you're just spreading infection. Mm. That's rough. Yeah, he it wasn't a very good interview. Yeah. It was definitely, although I will say it was definitely a Brooks Kepka interview. Yeah. Where he's, he doesn't say a whole lot and he's kind of reserved. He calls some people out. Yeah. He's, like he's talk, he talks again about how people like without fans, it's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as much fun out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he says there might not even be caddy. So if you got to carry your own bag, how much harder does that make the golf course? Well, us amateurs know it's a little tiring to carry your own bag. Yeah, so but then he calls out Bubba Watson. I wouldn't. <laughs> he does. He says Bubba Watson wouldn't make. He might make it, but he'd he'd be whining a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, all right, Brooks, ragging on Bubba Watson. I see how it is. He's got two green jackets. You, I know. You, you I know you've got four trophies. Maybe that's my would you rather. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't sit there and whine. Yeah. And then call somebody a whiner. Yeah. You can't whine about there being no yeah. fans and then say Bubba Watson's going to whine the whole time because he's got to carry his own bag. Yeah. It's not a good look. No, no. He goes on to talk about Augusta a little bit, which we're going to be talking about forever until it happens in November. Um but he th- he's yeah. he's heard that the wind blows in a different direction in November and it's going to be cold and even par is going to be a good score. You think even par is going to be a good score? This is my chance. This is my <laughs> chance to go win a green jacket. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I think it'll probably be like my I think minus eight minus ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you rather it be? Would you rather it be sweaty and hot, or would you rather it be a little chilly? Actually, that's kind of what my my would you rather is. But I would, uh, I would rather it be hot, just because the ball flies farther. Well, it's just going to be prettier out there. 
No, okay. Yeah. All right. That's enough of Brooks. Yeah, let's stop talking about old mustache Brooks. Yep. Um, Podring Harrington accidentally announced his vice captain for the Ryder Cup. There's been a lot of accidental announcements. <laughs> Luke Donald goes on Twitter or Instagram and says, I thought that was supposed to be a secret. And Podrick Harrington's like, well, congratulations. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. That's cool. I'm excited. I'm over here in, in England now, but the European tour is doing simulated tournaments with Lee Westwood. Let me, let me, let me get this right. Lee Westwood, Martin Keimer, Burned Weisberger, Used Luton, and Michael Lorenzo Vera. So it's just those five players. They're playing every week between Monday and Wednesday. They've got to get around in on their TrackMan simulators from home. They're playing St. Andrews, St. Andrews, Royal Portrush, Golf Club Munchen Eichenred, and the Real mm. Club Valderrama, and they're finishing it up at Wentworth. Every week, the winner will get 10,000 mm. euros to donate to their charity of choice, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we should we should get some trackmans and join in. We should yes, trackman, you want to sponsor us and send us some trackmans. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, we'll um, play. The cool thing is or the, the the thing that I think is cool is that the gimme range is 8 feet. Mhm. Which is which is that's pretty comfortable. <laughs> well, putting putting has to be hard on the track. I know it's hard on other simulators, but putting Yeah. But it's only fair. Um and then Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the thing that I'm most interested in seeing is perfect conditions, perfect lie every time you hit the ball. Yep. How low are these guys going to go? 25 under. That'd be amazing. If they went EA Sports, Tiger Woods, or 2K21 Golf, 24 under. Yeah, speaking of that, that got accidentally announced. I'm pretty excited about that. Was that accident? So TK21 Golf. Uh huh. Is that accidentally? That was accidentally announced. Yeah, from what I understand, it was accidentally announced on the, um, on the German T 2K website. Oh, nice. Um, or like its social media site, one of mm-hmm. them it accidentally got put on yeah. and they were like, Oh yeah, we're coming out with it. <laughs> it was just so random. So they've got, so does that mean the golf club's not going to have the PGA approval anymore? It's just going to be TK 2K. Well, um, shout out TK. Um, yeah. uh, the, um, no, this, what looks different about this one, I think it's the same, um, designers, Mm-hmm. Um, because 2K did the PGA Tour 2019, and we're getting a little like uh, video game nerdy here, but they did this. They did the same. 2K was part of it, but now it looks like the PGA has given full approval. So in the old game, you only had like some club manufacturers. You could yeah. play in real tournaments. Now, even in the commercial, it's the players' championship, and that wasn't on the last game. You so. know, you know, the only problem I have with this commercial is that yes. nobody's putting it on a two and a half inch tee to hit it 145 yards at 17 at TPC Sawgrass. It's okay, it's just a game, it's, it's just you, a game, Ben. Realism is important, realism <laughs> is important. I think it's going to look good. What if what if somebody who's never played golf other than on the video games goes out to TPC Sawgrass and they're like, oh well, this is how they tee it up in my video game. If they've confused real golf with video game golf, it's not it's not the video game's problem. Okay. Well, I guess <laughs> it really does. It, it doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that the guys who made the game have ever played golf. <laughs> <laughs> Like, sure, this feels like real golf. Yeah, drive it 320 yards in the air. Roll out to 450 yards downhill. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> It'll be fun. All right, and then this is my this is my favorite story of the week. Uh-huh. Brady Chanel mm-hmm. talking smack to VJ Singh. I mean, this is fantastic. 
I haven't seen how like VJ Singh is a big dude. I don't have you know. Seen I, his, I don't have you know seen how, his workout videos? Yeah. Oh, he is a big dude. Russian twists. He's big on the Russian twists. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brady Chanel, I don't know if Brady Chanel's a big guy, but he he better hope he is. So VJ Singh has a lifetime exemption on the PGA tour. So he's el- eligible for most events. He's also plays on the champions tour because he's over 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, the, the corn Ferry events, the first corn Ferry event back is happening at his home course at TPC Sawgrass. You're just talking about 2k 21 golf there. And, mm-hmm. um, and VJ Singh is, has entered VJ Singh has entered into the Corn Ferry events. He doesn't need to. He's not getting any points. The money doesn't mean anything to him. He's got he has two he does he have two green jackets as well? I think so. Yeah. Like the money doesn't mean anything to him. So Brady Chanel, who's been in and out of the Corn Ferry tour and the PGA over the last couple of years, um, is pissed off. Can I say pissed yeah. off? Is angry. Yeah. He's real angry because you're taking points away. You're taking a spot away from a guy who is trying to achieve their dream. Yeah. You know, you're taking this 50 year old guy is taking away a chance for some 20 some odd year old to come out, play golf. If he wins a tournament, it gives him a great chance of being in the top 25. Mm -hmm. He'll win. I think they win tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Something around there. So, I mean, it would definitely be, it would change their year. I don't know if it would change their life. But their year for sure. It would certainly change their year. And, uh, yeah, and Brady Chanel calls VJ Singh a piece of trash. Selfish. And and a turd. (laughs) Look, here, I got their program height and weight here. So, Brady Chanel at 35 years old is 5'9", 175. Okay. VJ Singh is 6'2", 208. Nope. Sorry, Brady. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look, I get that VJ Singh is 57, but he will kill you. He will, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling he will kill you as well. Um, yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope they meet on the driving range. I hope we're watching it and they're doing live from the range on Golf Channel. And VJ Singh just walks up and goes like, "Who's a turd now?" And just clocks him. Yeah, or Brady Schnell runs away, or he or he pulls out his putter. Yeah, no, I hope it's like a Joe LaCava Joe La moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Joe LaCava, you know, he's basically, I learned this from Joe LaCava, but if you if you step up to me, I will knock you out right now. That's right. <laughs> that would be full circle. <laughs> VJ Singh brings Joe to the tournament as a one-day caddy. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Just to step up. Yeah. To step up to Schnell. All right, I think that's it for the, that's it for the news. Well, we do have, we do have a, a an announcement for all our listeners um hot mic hot mic hot mic that was pretty cool we did that uh yesterday yeah we're gonna continue to do it we're just waiting on new tournaments yeah so hot mic is this app that you download on your phone you use in our invite code golf to let them know that we sent you there yeah Um, on there you sync it up with your tv and you basically have a watch party with announcers from everything from golf to basketball, football, uh, movies, documentaries, anything. You go on there. Podcast. I down. think we're going to start trying to podcast from there as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, so you can see us doing a live podcast while we do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, download the Hot Mic app, invite code GOLF, sign up, let them know we sent you, use the code. Use the code. Use the code. Use the um, code. Yeah, and check it out. So we're going to be like, oh, what sport am I going to watch? Golf. Yeah, that's the code. That's it. That's the one. You're here to listen about G-O-L-F. golf. G-O-L-F. Golf. Golf. Use the code. It's free app. It's super awesome. We had a lot of fun doing it. We're definitely going to keep going with yep. it. Yep. And we're talking with the, the creators over at Hot Mike, so we're going to try to get a lot more content out there. We're going to do a lot of classic stuff. We're going to do the new stuff. We're definitely going to be there for the TaylorMade's Drive for Charity or Driving mm-hmm. Relief. And we're also going to be there for the Capital One's The Match. That's right. So we'll probably so, do um, 
Ben and I haven't really talked about this, but there's a chance we might just do the podcast while we do that. So that, that could be that could be something fun. So download the app, golf. <laughs> Get it done. Download the app, yeah. Get it done. Thank you, guys. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. Hey, Ben. Hey, what's going on, Gunner? Hey, do you like working out? Of course I do. How do you think I keep my golf game in check? Well, we have become ambassadors for FNX Fitness, and it's this awesome website where you can get super high-end protein, recovery supplements, um, just energy supplements, vitamins. It's really cool. So FNX is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, even golf, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle. So go to fnxfit.com, that's fnxfit.com, and use the promo code GOLF, that's G-O-L-F, for 15% off your entire order, plus all orders over $99 ship for free. So visit fnxfit.com today. Hey, Gunner, is that, is that where you got your new hat from? Yep. Yeah, I saw they also have some, some awesome-looking apparel. Oh, they've got everything on there. Super dope. All right. Check it out, guys. Again, the promo code is GOLF. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunner Kane. All right. And welcome back to the Swingdom. Thank you, Gunner, for that fantastic read. Mm-hmm. It was real good. Um, so this is nice. We actually get to talk about golf now. Not that we mm-hmm. haven't been talking about golf before, but we've got two actual golf tournaments to talk about. We've got Capital One's The Match 2. Yep. Tiger Woods, Phil, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. Uh, yep. They're going to be playing on May 24th, so we officially have a date for them. They're playing at Medalist Golf Club in Jupiter, Florida. Yep. The only thing I really have to say about it is, did you see their 20-minute uh, their 20, their trash-talking video? Can I tell you, can I tell you that, uh, and this is kind of why I really was hoping that Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson would be together in this match. They are the, the they are the, they're the same person. (laughs) They're the the best. Their trash talking was incredible. And all, it would be like fun (laughs) trash talking versus like angry, like poop stares. Like, and then all you would have to do is like call Michael Jordan to walk with Tiger Woods and Tom Brady to help them trash talk because they, they just sat. Charles Barkley. I need Charles Barkley to like be the swing coaches. (laughs) They just sat back and took it the whole time. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, when, when Peyton's like, like we had to ask Tom's parole officer if we, if he was allowed out of Tampa because of his breaking and entering. Cause he accidentally walked into the next door neighbor's house of, uh, of the quarterback coach down in Tampa Bay. That was brilliant. <laughs> Peyton Manning told Peyton Manning said, oh man, I wish, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. Um, but he said, I was hoping we played in a place where, Tom Brady was most hated like Indianapolis or Denver or even Boston. in Boston because he betrayed them. <laughs> and broke died. all their hearts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh. Tom Brady just sat there and took it. Yep. Ugh. It oh was amazing. Goodness. Tiger Woods pulled out the actual green jacket. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, because in response to Phil showing off the trophy from the original match, are you kidding me? It wasn't like just, it was Phil's entire trophy room. Yeah. It was, it was Phil's trophy room. They even, Eisen even mentions it. He's like, how, why, like you took a lot of time to set up, you know, I think Tom Brady looks like he's in his bedroom. Peyton Manning <laughs> looks like he's in his office and Tiger Woods is in his padded practice room. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I don't, I don't understand. That's like the third time he's been in that padded practice room. I don't know if it's for soundproofing or just, Probably. he just gets real angry and literally bounces off the walls. <laughs> like no idea. Um, yeah. Phil did it up. I, I yeah. appreciate it. I like I Phil's too. style. 
He was like, see this picture? This is a picture of Tiger Woods putting a green jacket on me. And you know what? It fit perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) You just set it up to show how much taken away from Tiger Woods. But if I was like, he is, I'm not going to go too far off topic here, but over the last two decades, he's probably the number two golfer. Absolutely. Absolutely, right? And And he... he would have been Tiger Woods had Tiger Woods never come along. He he was he was primed for that position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I mean I'm sure Sergio Garcia feels the same way. I'm sure there's a bunch of Davis Love the Third. I'm sure feels the same way. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think yeah. the reason Phil is so successful is because he's so I don't want to use the word humble, but he's so understanding that Tiger. If it wasn't for Tiger golf wouldn't be as much of in the spotlight. They wouldn't be doing this tournament for relief. Right. They wouldn't be doing this tournament for charity. You know, they'd just be sort of a bunch of just regular old golfers wearing their weird visors and waiting for golf to get back. No, Phil Mickelson definitely has accepted his role in in the golf universe as it relates to Tiger Woods. Which is just the coolest thing. And he plays the role so well. Yeah. Yeah, it it was fantastic. I can't wait for this. All right. And then the big news Mm -hmm. is Taylor Mage driving relief. Yep. They're playing for $3 million for charity. For charity. They're playing at Seminole. It's going to be a skins match, which I guess we'll get into later. Look, this is this is this is not something I'm going to be angry about because it's four dudes. For three million dollars and not seventy-four guys for twenty grand, this yeah, is the that. way you do it. There's no caddies, no cat. Yeah, they've got to carry all their own bags. They've all got Sunday bags. They're all carrying. They're all going to be playing golf like you and me. It's going to be hilarious. I think. I think Rory and DJ have the clear advantage. Yeah, so it's Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson versus Matthew Wolf. And Ricky Fowler. Yeah. So you've got two world number ones, and then you've got two OSU alumni. I'm glad we're on different positions on this, too, because I am definitely in the Wolf Fowler camp. Why? Because uh, Matthew- I'm, I'm heavy into the Rory and DJ camp. I haven't really ever seen signs that Rory and DJ could be a successful team because they don't really live up to the hype in team competitions. Yeah. Where Ricky Fowler has always been successful. Even Mm -hmm. if he lost, he's always been primed to win up until the end. And Matthew Wolf is fresh off of college golf where they only play team competitions and if they don't play team competitions you know you're looking for an individual award uh yeah they're still playing with their team and feeding off of their teammate where in professional golf even if you're paired up in a threesome or a twosome you're always against the guy you're playing with and in college you're always rooting for one of the other people you're playing in the group with so I think they're ready. I think they're they're put in a spot where they're going to play their best golf and really show that, yeah, the younger guys and the ones who haven't had the great success like Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy have had, that they can they can beat. Rory them. has had great success in in team events. No, I'm not saying he hasn't had yeah. any success. I'm saying he hasn't lived up to the potential. He's won a ton of team stuff. Yeah. He just hasn't played the Rory McIlroy golf that everybody's used to seeing when he's put in a team. All right. I don't normally do this. I'm normally the eye test guy. Yeah. But I'm doing this by the numbers. Okay? I knew it. I knew you, I knew you were going to flip script on me. I was prepared <laughs> for this. Because I'm R- eye testing Rory, it right now. Rory and DJ, <laughs> they're both number, they both have are or have been number one in the world. Ricky and the Wolf mm-hmm. are both Oklahoma State University Cowboy alums. All right. Go Cowboys. Rory and Roars and DJ, 49 professional wins. Yes. Ricky and the Wolf, 
10. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It is. It's a bit. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're. And what that means is Ricky correct. has nine and the wolf has one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roars and DJ, they have five majors. Five to zero. I know. Yep. I get it. Yep. I'm, yep. Uh, I, I'm, I get what you're saying on paper. I'm just saying I. I'm oh, there's still more paper. Hold on. I'm not done with my paper yet. Oh, no. Stop. Stop with me. Roars and DJ, 115 million in, in winnings. Ricky and the Wolf have 40 million in winnings. But these yeah. are the numbers I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Roars, number two in driving distance with 320 average yards. Mm -hmm. The Wolf, Second place of these four, number 21 with 310. DJ 28th with 308 yards. And this is the this personally hurt my feelings. As, as an aspiring professional golfer. Okay? Yeah. Ricky Fowler is tied for 150th. Yeah. And his average distance is 293. So what 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 to, hurts your feelings about this? To be in the top 100 in driving, you have to be driving at 300 yards. Yeah. They hit long. <laughs> that, that hurts. <laughs> well, and not to, you know, not to mention I mean, if you go onto our Instagram, you'll see me driving at 303 yards on a simulator. On a simulator <laughs> with no wind and screaming at me. Yeah, you're welcome, Gunner. <laughs> See, that's when it's appropriate to hit a golf ball off the three-inch tee, not at 17 at Sawgrass at the Island Green. Look, I'm ready. Ricky Fowler. So what does, the eye, what does the eye test tell you? The eye test, the, I just, I gave you the eye test. The eye test is... Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf are primed to win this competition because they're the out of the four and being paired together out of the four, they're the best team competition players in the, in the tournament. I mean, then why is everybody else perceiving them as the underdogs? Because of all that paper stuff you just spewed <laughs> all over the place. So if you, if we had money on it, you put money on, on Ricky and the Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I say they, <laughs> yeah, I'll put money on it. I'll bet you 10 bucks right now. No, I'm not betting. We don't bet real money here. All right, fine. I'm not going to send you $10. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you a box of golf balls of your choice. Fair. That Rory and DJ, who are both number ones, have 49 pro wins, five majors, $115 million in winnings, and is number two and number 28 in driving distance. Yeah. All right. We're going to put, put this out on a poll on Instagram. You yeah. guys go vote. Oh, speaking of speaking of. I mean, I'm can gonna, I be 100% honest? Yes. I, I want Ricky and the Wolf to win. <laughs> oh, it'd be so nice. I just, I just, it's not that I don't like Rory or DJ. I just don't love, like, I don't love them. Do you think they wear Sunday orange? Oh, my God. If they wore Sunday orange, if they pulled out their college bags, played in orange, yeah, a thousand percent I'm rooting for them. I mean, number one, that I think that would, that would psych out, nothing would psych out Rory and Dustin Moore. Then feel like because that you know they're they're teammates. I think they missed each other by a few years. Yeah, it was. It just had to have been a couple of years because I remember when Ricky was doing that that special on OSU. Yeah, that Wolf was on the team. Well, Wolf was he was playing there. He was playing at OSU less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I want to say Ricky got on the tour in two thousand and nine or ten. You know, I don't know. So I think it's there's probably eight years different, but that I means that's four years, four years that Matthew that Matthew Wolf wasn't in school. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean yes, we he should. Was, hey, hey, Ricky, hey, Matthew Wolf, 
OSU bags with your names on it. Make sure yours says NCAA championship, Matt. Make sure it says that on there. And go out in full-blown Sunday orange Puma Adidas kit. That's right. Yeah, Ricky Fowler was the 2010 PGA Rookie of the Year. Okay. So I was on that. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I said 2009 or 2010, so I'm going to give myself credit for that one. That's right. There you go. All right. You can have um, it. I think, I'm gonna, I think over the next week, I'm going to look up the course at Seminole a bit more. It's in Jupiter, so it's like it's, it's, they all live in Jupiter. Like The thing is, like Rory, like my argument, if I was in your position, would have been like Rory and DJ – like go out there with all the numbers, their favorites, but like what chemistry do they have? Well, that's that's kind of what I was getting at with the team golf stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like, I'm sure Ricky and you know they've known each other for a few years now, and like not only that, like they like that school is a breeding ground for competitive like one-on-one golf situation. Oh, it really is, and I hope Gavin gets an offer from there so bad. I yeah. think he would have such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, my question usually is always like, would you rather like not this, but like, it's not my, would you rather, but it's, yeah, it's, it's who would you rather Like if, if, who would you, who would you rather not play against for a money match, Rory, DJ or Ricky? Ricky. Yeah. I think Ricky just like, he's just got that mindset where he takes everything personally. I think Rory, I think Rory and DJ are just going to be like, we have enough money and this is for charity. So who cares? No, I heard, I heard Ricky Fowler was, a was a nasty money player. Yeah, well, I've I when we met him, I heard were that playing, from Phil Mickelson. When when we met, when Gavin got to play, when, got to walk with him. Yeah, he was playing against Colt Nost, Jimmy Walker, and oh, who was the other guy? Was it Justin Thomas? Was that Justin Thomas's? I think it was Justin Thomas. I have to look it up. It doesn't matter, but they were playing a money game and, and Ricky was definitely winning and he was letting them all know it was, (laughs) (laughs) it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a phone call from Jupiter, Florida once. Really? Yeah. I thought it was the, I thought it was the tour calling me up. Well, they, I mean, you are an ambassador. Yeah. It was the wrong number. Oh, okay. It was a bummer. I look it at property say, there occasionally. It did say Jupiter, Florida, and I was like, "This is this Tiger? is it. Our lives are changing." Is Tiger calling <laughs> me right now. I shot sixty six. They must have heard. They knew it. They knew. They were like, "Gavin, who did you guy. tell?" <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to be talking a lot about this driving relief over the next few weeks. So until then, we're gonna we're gonna do another read. We're gonna give you guys a little bit of a break. Um, and we'll catch up with you guys. Would you rather what we've been doing in golf? So, so thanks yeah. for listening. This is the Swingdom. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. If you like the Swingdom and consider yourself to be a bit of a history buff, please check out History Through a House, where myself, my wife Isadora, and my cousin Adam talk about English history through the eyes of a thousand-year-old house. Last week, we've talked about the Romans, and guess what? This week, we'll be talking about the Romans, the Romans in England. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about it, and if you feel like joining us, you're more than welcome to. It is History Through a House, and you can find it on any podcasting platform. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Hello, and welcome back to The Swingdom. Check out History Through a House if you guys feel like it. It's a good podcast. We have a lot of fun doing it. Um, we are now getting into would you rathers. It's that time of the show. Would you rather, would you rather, would you rather golf time? That slapped. We should get, if, if anybody out there makes jingles, help us out. We like should that we get one. A, should we get a, would you rather jingle? Yeah, please. I'll, I'll edit that out. <laughs> did you not like that jingle? No, I really did. I was, I was kind of bopping to it. Oh, okay. So I'll leave that. I want to edit that one out then. I'll leave that one in for now, but we will, uh, yeah, we will, we'll get a, would you rather jingle? So I like that, but with music, we haven't gotten any emails yet from any of our adoring fans out there, such as yourselves. Yeah. So what's up with that? We, yeah. we're, 
and we've seen that you've left us reviews. Remember, we still have a mystery box to give away, and yeah. you've left us the reviews, but you're not emailing us to let the to let us know that you've got the reviews. So just send us a um, just send us an instant message on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or email mm-hmm. us at the Swingdom of Golf at gmail.com because at this point right now me and me and gunner are just going to flip a coin to see who gets the mystery box either going to be me or him yeah we're going to keep the mystery box and you're (laughs) going to like the mystery box so just we know what's in it now just send us the email and it's not it's not going to be a small box it will be a decent sized box unless you can fit everything in the small box it doesn't matter yeah good box so i i couldn't pull any of this from the gmail so i pulled this from facebook uh there's a gentleman on there called harry jenkins Mm-hmm. And he says, question, when will the podcast cover the conspiracy of the most underrated swing in golf, the Happy Gilmore? Number one, the Happy Gilmore is almost impossible to pull off. So that's the part of the conspiracy really is that if you can pull it off, you are definitely a skilled golfer because it is hard to pull off. For sure. Um, but what that did is that inspired my would you rather. Real quick on the Happy Gilmore. There are two camps of people who attempt the Happy Gilmore. There's the drunks no, no, no. There's, and blackout drunks. <laughs> no, there's the pros who always do that uh, every year. I can't remember which tournament it is, but they always try the happy Gilmore. Okay. okay. Some of them are mildly successful or those people on the third deck of top golf who are drunk enough to say, I'm going to try this and fall into the netting. Do people fall into the netting at top golf all the time? I've never Constantly. seen anybody fall into the netting at Top Golf. Just Top Golf's fun, but it it's, it's too rich for my blood. It's too rich for my blood. <laughs> we are the ninety-nine percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a Happy Gilmore swing and win a major, or Matthew Wolf's swing and win the NCAA champs and the U.S. Amateur? Oh, man. Well, I probably should have just left it at like, would you rather have Happy Gilmore swing or Matthew Wolf's? No, it's, that's too easy. And and win. <laughs> um, but you win with either one. So I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to answer this a little. Then let's let's just say it's the PGA championship. Yeah, I'm going to answer this a little. Um, it's the least important of the four. <laughs> So I'm gonna. That's go not with, true. I was just kidding. I'll edit. I'll, I'll probably. I won't edit that out. But which which would you say is the, this? Which is the least dangerous? <laughs> Every time I I go to answer, you add stuff to this. Stop. All right. All right I'm sorry. The the um the U.S. Amateur and the NCAA Championships. Um, while they're not as um important, I guess in in the world of golf. As a Ouch. as a major championship, yeah, I would still like to win the NCAA's and the amateur because I think it means more to the to the player, especially a young player. Mm-hmm. I think it means more to the player than than. And so all rarely of, does it happen both in the same year, right? Um. Plus, you get that whole college experience in, and yeah, um, which you know I didn't have that. You didn't have that playing golf in college and that camaraderie and that that um, that whole team feel that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, um, and I really don't think anything's wrong with Matthew Wolf's swing. It's different, but so Jim Furyk. So no, um, no. <laughs> so. Jim Furyk comes off off plane and then finds his plane on the way down. So does Ricky. Justin Thomas does it a little bit. To say Matthew yeah. Wolf's swing is a little bit different. <laughs> it's a, I don't know. I don't know what that's like. It's a lot different. It's a lot different. It's a it's lot a, different. Look, it's different, but it works, and it works for him. That's like saying Jack Nicholas's swing is a little bit different because his 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 right heel comes up. I'll take it. I'll take I'll take that swing. Um, and plus, I'm not I'm not big on chasing the distance, which is what you get for uh, with. Um, Happy Gilmore swing. So I'm taking Matthew Wolf swing, winning the U.S. Amateur, and winning the NCAA championships. Who's the last guy to win both in the same year? 
I really couldn't tell you. Bryson DeChambeau. Chasing distance. Yep. Now he's chasing distance. I think Tiger Woods, I think I was watching something. Uh, there's this new thing called Tiger Tales Out. It's 42 minutes of people telling stories about Tiger. And they start uh, by talking about nicknames. And I guess Tiger's new nickname for Bryson is Beefy. Well, you can't take that away from, from Andrew Johnston. Yeah. Beef? Come yeah. on. I know. Tiger's the king of nicknames, from what I understand. Apparently, he called him Rain Man first. I don't know if that's like a, if that's a compliment or an insult. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's a little backhanded, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> All right. I would probably – I'd probably have Happy Gilmore swing and win a major. Yeah? Yeah. I wouldn't mind the distance. I like the hockey stick putter. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm a, I think I, I, yeah, I'd much rather have a major than the NC. I don't really – the, the college experience seems interesting from the outside, but I think once I was in there, I'd be kind of – I'd be ready for the next level. Right. Whereas I think just, just having I, having Happy Gilmore's swing, the, I, it would be the only thing people would talk about. So to have that and to win a major, it, you, you'd be you'd be indoctrinated into the Hall of Fame just so they can have videos of your swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. You're up. What's your would you rather? All right. So mine's mine's kind of on that same track but it is again it's a little bit more technical um because i know you love it so much so you i want you to put yourself in the position of a um tour player okay with your game you're a tour player you i'm a tour player yeah you're a tour player okay this is gonna be personal for you you're a tour player and you are looking to win your you're you're just looking to win a pro golf tournament, okay? Okay. So taking how you play best, would you uh, rather play? This has I don't want you to pick from I'm closing the two my courses. eyes. I don't want you to pick from the two courses. I want uh, you to pick from I'm on the driving range. The conditions. Okay. Would you rather play Augusta in monsoon rain? What's monsoon rain? I mean, just, just like, like an inch an hour, <laughs> blinding rain. Okay. Yeah. Or Pebble Beach in 30 mile an hour winds. Ooh. Off the ocean. Yeah. I mean, just, just gnarly winds. Because if it's off the ocean, it'll help me on 18. So I don't hook it into the, into the ocean. <laughs> well, that's one of 18 holes that you got to worry about. Uh, it'll help me from slicing on number eight as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that'll be hard though. I'll probably have to pull driver on number. Is it, is it number seven? That par three into the wind that's downhill 30 feet. You're going to have to play pull driver on every hole. <laughs> to pull driver. <laughs> um, so it's not, is it, it's not major conditions. Well, I, I don't really, I don't really think the course conditions matter in this kind of weather. I have a chance. So this is like this is this is Sunday. I'm in the last group. You're in contention. You're in the last group. Uh, Augusta's dumping rain. There's no threat of lightning, so we have to go out and play. You have to play 18 holes. Where would you rather play? Is it is. It, at Pebble Beach, is the wind blowing the balls off the green? Yes. Ooh. Is it cold or is it just wet? If it's monsoon rain, it's freezing cold. Monsoons are like, that's like jungle rain. You Sometimes that's warm. It's not the jungle in Augusta. It, I'm just looking for the yeah. level of rain. What's if you get what's the temperature in both places? See, you don't like me being technical with these, but you're really <laughs> picking apart this. <laughs> just, I just want is it is it 75 degrees in both places? I'm not changing. I'm not I'm not answering any questions. Because with a 30 mile an hour wind, that's gonna bring it down to like 45, 50 degrees. That's pretty cold. Whereas in, in monsoon rain, if it's 75, it could be a warm rain in Georgia. They get a lot of warm rain in Georgia. Um 
Talk yourself through it. I'm fine with that. That's that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. If it's 30 mile an hour winds, it's going to be, people are going to have a lot more trouble tea to green. If it's monsoon rain, it's going to be more difficult start to finish. Like putting is you're, we're going to, you're going to want to chip on the greens until you're inside of three feet. Um, but it's Augusta or it's Pebble Beach. I think I would get more. I'd say I'm going to go with Pebble Beach. I would get more enjoyment out of playing Pebble Beach in that conditions than I would get out of Augusta in those conditions. And then on top of that, I think I'd have a better chance of playing my best golf in wind versus just rain. I might need your sandpaper grips. <laughs> if it was that rainy <laughs> all right so you're going pebble beach i'm going pebble beach sorry that took so long guys but I, I really wanted to think it through i'm going pebble beach on my way to win my first major you're welcome for for being uh, you know seeing into the future yeah all right well this is good because i'm going augusta and it's not because it's augusta national it's, which is what you normally do which is what i normally do <laughs> it's actually i the so wind gets into my head so bad really uh yeah not to mention i have seasonal allergies so i can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> so i can't imagine how how well if it's, com- if it's coming off, if it's coming off the ocean it's not like there's any tree pollen in the ocean oh yeah but there's tree pollen on the trees and the, it gets caught in the wind and it goes into my face but uh i would much <laughs> prefer to be able to just know where a ball is going to stop when I hit it, especially on the greens. So I would take the pour down rain and just hope and pray that I make those putts through the puddles. And I would rather play in the rain than in the wind, regardless of how much rain it is. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that we're taking separate on this. Yeah. I'd much rather play. I'd much rather play in a, in a cool wind than just be soaked through after 10 minutes. Right. Now the drying the bag out afterwards, that's a huge pain, but I, I play pretty, I play pretty well in the rain. For me, my, my biggest, how many, how many clubs are slipping out of my hands in my follow through? You got to wear the rain gloves. The rain gloves. Yeah. Then you can't even, then you don't know if you're holding a club. Yeah. They're fantastic. I love them. I swear by them. All right. Um, what are you, what are you doing in golf this week? Uh, so this week, um, since I can't grind down the clubs the way I want to, I have, I have like a stash of old, like hickory golf clubs. Oh, cool. Like woodhead golf clubs. Yeah. So they've just been sitting around, but I really like the look of them. So Mm -hmm. I've been working on actually restoring the heads on them, taking all the old lacquer off, sanding them up, polishing up the, you know, some of them have those metal plates on the bottom sanding yeah. those down, polishing them and making them look brand new. And I thought that I've done a couple now and they look really cool. Yeah. Um, nice little like display pieces. So I've been working on that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I am right now I'm just working on my short game. I've got my simulator. So I'm going through my bag. I'm working on everything basically between 30 and hundred yards. So I can keep it crisp when I get back to the golf course in three weeks, which is going to be fun. Um, I would say the big thing that I'm doing right now is I'm planning videos. Yeah. So I'm trying to get our YouTube channel up and running. I'm going to do a couple of videos of me playing Tiger Woods, uh, EA Sports, Tiger Woods, PGA 13. There with, you go. With my skills, golf sticks that nobody's ever seen or heard of before. And my PlayStation <laughs> moves so that will be ridiculous. And then I'm trying to come up with ideas. A neighbor of mine works at, um, he works at the, he works at like the recycling center. Mm-hmm. And he gets clubs for free. <laughs> and then he comes back and he charges me 50 cents a club. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. So it's, it's not the end of the, it's not like a bad thing. It's not, I'm not complaining about it. It's, you know, it's, it's just beer money for him. Um, right. But I am, I'm planning on when you get out here and I think I'm going to get two or three other people as well. I think we're going to do uh a snake draft and nine holes with tip golf clubs. Nice. <laughs> and just see, you know, just pick out some clubs, see who can go out and play them the best. Yeah. 
Yep. Got some, got some drivers from the late eighties. I've got, I've got, a uh, some, some mashy niblicks from the 1930s. Right. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now I'm just trying to come up with, so if, again, if anybody has any ideas for video content, they want to share with us, you guys can reach us at Instagram, Twitter on the swingdom. We're at Facebook backslash the swingdom. Um, and our email is the swingdom of golf at gmail.com. Our website is up the swingdom podcast.com. Uh, reach out to us. And if you know us personally, text us. Yeah. Because, because we want to hear what you guys have to say. We're enjoying so much making this podcast and making all the content. Whatever you guys want to hear, we're willing to throw in just because we're having so much fun. Yeah, this plus this podcast and all the social media we've put up, which we've gotten such a great response. So we really appreciate everybody who gets on there. Yeah. Um, this is for you guys. We're making this podcast and all the social media stuff to just share our love of golf with you. So we want you as interactive as possible. Yeah. Um, and we rely on you for content like yeah. like Happy Gilmore swings. So yeah. reach out yeah. to us. We're gonna we, we're gonna put a couple of polls out this week. It's gonna be Ricky and the Wolf versus Rory and DJ. Who do you think is gonna win? That's right. Um, what what do you think? What do you think the loser of that bet should actually should it be a box of golf balls? Should you have to go golfing in the most ridiculous outfit we can think of? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not that's not unheard of either. Um. And then, yeah, we've still got the mystery box. So leave us reviews. Yeah, rate us, review us on iTunes, um, and then send us an email or a message or a text message if you know us and you're leaving us a review. Um, and let us know what your your username is on the iTunes review so we know who to get in contact with. All right, cool. Um. Yeah, thank you guys for listening to The Swingdom. We'll catch up with you guys next week. And remember, you can find us on, on any platform. Instagram, Twitter, The Swingdom, Facebook, The Swingdom. Gmail at theswingdomofgolf.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Thank you. You've been listening to The Swingdom. Remember, we're just two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given.